ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 20 of the Sport Project Podcast. My name is Chris Smith, and I am joined by, well, mate, it's just the two of us tonight. We have got Carlo it's Napolitano. The two of us. We're getting used to this now. We do. We've got potentially, Renee might jump in later on. Um, she, she's on her way home from work. She actually has a real job, unlike <laughs> you and I. And, uh, and and of course, Sasha has building responsibilities. Apparently, another friend of ours, Matt McCarthy's work staff, are completely shite, so he's got to go and pull them all in line. However, that's all yes. right. We've got plenty to talk about. We've got racing to go. We've got boxing, contracts not being met, timelines not being met. A lot of controversy in the NRL, but it is finals time, so we can't really take away from that. The AFL is kicking into some um, incredible parts. And, and then there just seems to be scandal after scandal after scandal in sport nowadays. I really can't get my head around it. But what we're going to do, we're going to kick off with a positive note and we're going to talk about, because I'm leading the show, let's talk about my favourite. Let's talk about horse racing. Carlo, this... This, exciting time of the year, isn't it? This is it heats up this weekend, mate. It really heats up. We had a lot of Group One Twos over the weekend, just gone some um, some kind of shock results. But this one, we're leading into the richest race, uh, one of the richest races going around, which is the Everest in Sydney. That's up on on Saturday the seventeenth. We also have the Caulfield Cup down here, Caulfield. Um, so th- there's lots and lots of incredible horses going around. Now we're going to talk about the Everest for a little bit. Now Nature Strip, which has always been this solid favourite, is carried in top weight it has drawn barrier one it's last two runs it goes up against the opposition now Libertini beat it last start G Trash beat it and it's first up so the two horses that are actually ahead of Nature Strip in betting are still mm-hmm. not the favourites. So you've got Classic Legend in there at 450. Libertini's at 550. G Trash again 550. And Nature Strip is $6. Now, Carlo, I want to ask you a question. Yes. Were the first two runs from Nature Strip some um, Chris Waller genius? Was it? Let's not send him out like full ball let's 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 not send it out full ball you know yeah shall we give him a bit of a break so we get a decent price in him coming into the 15 million dollar race called the Everest and let's see what it can really do I, I I'm not quite sure it is nature strip is without doubt we've seen it before it's a class horse it's a class race horse but it's last two outings finishing second to G trash and fourth to Libertini last outing it doesn't really give you the confidence to put your money on it at six dollars does it no it doesn't but um, by all accounts, he he is a cracking racehorse, and um, he does he does start to perform when it comes to the big races. And I think you don't get any bigger than the Everest, mate. Mm. I think it's number six in the highest uh, paying race around the world. So it, it does does um, it does hold some some cracking uh, potential there, mate. This classic legend. Do you know much about that? Because that's a part apparently favourite. Yeah, uh, and rightly so. Look, he's been impressive last two rounds. He got beat. It, it finished second last outing, but the the, the entrances before that, it, you know, it got held up last start. You can probably forgive a little bit for that. Kerry McAvoy retains the ride, carrying fifty eight and a half kilos. It um is it a worthy is it a worthy favourite? Look, it, any, it, there's a handful of horses in this race that could have been favourite. Classic Legend has probably got the best form coming in, but it has been on the drift now out to four fifty. The money has been for Libertini. Now Libertini is um a wonderful story of racehorse, you know, and, and it had to run well in its last start in order to qualify for the Everest. Now, everything was stacked against it. The odds were stacked against it. It went went against Nature Strip, for for one. Um, And it actually just flew down the outside in such emphatic fashion that it's it's really held a market for itself now. And it's into 5.50. I think it opened up if I recall, the opening price for it was about six six fifty. Um, but yeah, it's it's, in, it's into uh, five dollars fifty. The barrier is the only concern. Joining barrier eleven, so you'd be um, relatively upset about that. But the horse in this race that I really want to talk about for D Jolly is a, a horse called Behemoth. Um, last three starts has turned out victorious. Its last start was super I like, impressive. I like this horse. I like yeah. Behemoth. It's 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 a really classy horse. Now the only the only connection, as you know, the Everest is a fifteen million dollar race. They paid six thousand dollars for this horse, just a mere six thousand dollars. It's already won one point six million in prize money, so I think it's more than paid for itself. But if he could get across the line first or up there high for connections um, in the Everest, I, I think that would be a, a, an absolutely a wonderful performance. Is um is there any other outstanders or potential roughies like Tafane or anything like that? Tafane is a good horse. We can't take it right. It was. 
pretty it was pretty average last start. You gotta worry you got, don't worry about that. Trekking second up will be running quite well. That's Ooh, at sixteen dollars. Yeah. Don't yeah, Santa Ana Lane is a very class horse. It's not been showing us anything as of yet. Um Heartbray on her, another Chris Waller trained horse. That again was impressive. Up to the last start where it just kind of it just kind of failed. It just didn't really fire like we expected it. it at first up was super impressive. I backed it first up and it was incredible. Um late entrance Farhan has just had to retire due to injury um, mm. which would have been one of the favourites and that's been replaced by dollar for dollar but look I think once you get past Santa and Elaine and Hart Brown her I think you're going to be kind of clutching at straws but there's a solid field there going up to about $29 which any of them could could quite easily win this now there's been a fair bit of money for trekking it's, it's also won $4 million in prize mid but it's into $16 now so people are taking a snip at just about everything but it's the Everest mate absolutely yeah, right. anything can happen but if I did have to give you a tip I would um, I'd probably go against everything my gut tells me and just go with my heart and just think that nature strip could probably turn up and just be a little bit too good well I'm going to be a little bit different mate and as I said last week I think Tommy Berry's having some cracking rides at the moment he rides tough ain't so mm. I've, I've, I'm feeling it's going to be something outside the 10 dollar $10 mark so either, either it's going to be uh, Tufane or Behemoth I think there's my so, little bit of knowledge into a sport that I know absolutely nothing about. <laughs> you, you'll be happy to know, but no. yeah, um, that's that's for me. I, re- I really hope I really hope um, Behemoth can do it. I, I just think that would be a wonderful story—a six thousand dollar purchase yeah. taking out a fifteen million dollar race. I think that would be absolutely wonderful. Um, yeah, but now, I, now moving on, we've got the Caulfield Cup down here in Melbourne too. Sadly, it's going to be in uh, the environment of absolutely no spectators, which is just going to be really bizarre to watch for one it's, it's going to be honestly incredible to watch and, and, and so sad such a sad sad situation but it's international horse Anthony Van Dyke carrying top weight again that's $4.50 favourite closely followed by Very Elegant who won one last time out as well that's going to be in at $5 and then we get Master of Wine Finch you know some of these horses are scheduled for the, the, the Melbourne Cup if you don't already know this is a really good stepping oh, stone look who's back look ma- who's just joined us hey hi Renee you're live to millions you just you just stepped in perfect time and you stepped in right into the horse racing perfect no. I killed it last week so this all yes. makes right so but sadly we have just passed the Randwick race meeting so we're on to Caulfield now You've- oh well I won't talk yeah. about that I won $750 that's right is that two weeks in a row you've come out in front yeah like big time and then um, I just went for a couple of beers with my mate last night and just randomly started betting on the dogs and came out 300 on top for that as well I think do I need to do I need to call anybody about this? Are you um, have you fallen into a bit of a QA? <laughs> I've just paid my rent for the last two weeks. <laughs> I think I need to quit because I'm starting to get real confident and it's probably not not healthy. No, no, no. And it has um it has this incredible ability to just shut you down quite quickly. Look, and you get a little bit cocky with yourself. But I'll tell you what, I, I will I will happily backtrack for you because you're in Thank such you. a rich vein of form, it would be evil if we didn't let our listeners know the insight and what works in Renee Gartner's mind. <laughs> what would be your tip for this weekend's Everest? Um, have you okay. locked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did. I was actually looking while I was waiting for you little snasses to let me in. I haven't looked at um, what they're paying at the moment, um, but trekking was one that I randomly saw in a race that someone else gave me a, um, a hot tip for, mm. and I bet on it because I was like, I know trekking. Yeah, get on it. And he, and he came through for me. So I'm I'm playing. I'm probably going to put my money with trekking. Give you the hot well, tip, guys. $16. Yeah. $16. Well, there you go. There's the listeners have three different selections now. Yeah. I've given them nature strip. Carlo's gone. Well, Carlo standard Carlo chose two. Yeah, he went with Which behemoth. Is fair, I'm not, I'm not an expert in So, yeah, he's not an expert, so he gets to pick two. All right, that's true. It's like, then, it's, like, um, it's like when we play golf, and I always get three. Three shots on you. Well, this is really, <laughs> this is this is really interesting now because the tips that have been given four tips from three of us, and um, none of those are in the top three of betting. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Where's it at? We're all about value. Classic legend at four fifty, Libertini at five fifty, and G Trash five fifty. And, and then you go out to Nature Strip at six. What did you put money on? Where? 
Nature Strip. Okay. Yeah, look. Yeah, he's really, just going really over the standard. Boring. Look, I've been really unimpressed with the last two starts, but look, there's something in my mind. There's something in my mindset. I've probably convinced myself this is just a little bit of wall of mind games and now a little bit of wall of magic is just going to come out. It is the class horse in the race. It really is. Um, but G-Trash has beat it twice in the last two years and Libertina beat it last start. So I don't quite know where I'm getting my form from or my tips from because the last two races have shown me absolutely fucking nothing. So um, it, it might be wise to just totally ignore me and uh, and just go, just do this. Well, what's your form just like do, just do in comparison to my form? My, yeah, you're terrible. Terrible, yeah, abso- okay. ab- Absolutely rubbish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, t- you're probably, uh, yeah, but what can we call it? It's not Smithy's sure thing. Uh, Smithy's sure not. <laughs> Guts and Smokies. Yeah, yeah. Renee's returns. There you go. <laughs> Exactly. But I'm no, I was, I was on a table and everyone was betting on all the favourites and all that sort of stuff. And I was just like, um, no, I'm going to go for like the mid-range smokies. So that, that a lot of them were paying like $9. And I was just, I got cheeky because I told you it just becomes monopoly money once it's in that account. It doesn't, it's not real. And not real. I get the excitement of it being real, except when I lose. And I'm like, well, it's not it's monopoly, it's fake. Yeah. Um, old Kirk. That was one that I had a good oh. one. I, like most of my wins came from Caulfield, if I'm being honest, not from Randwick. But oh, I had yeah, a couple that like, came from literally last place and I was ready to just go, yeah, donkey, good one, Gartner, and won. And I was like, ah! And everyone at the table was like, how have you just won five in a row? And I'm like, well, it's quite obvious. I did the maths on yeah. uh, the <laughs> It's quite obvious. Uh, it was running out of Cape 4 or Barrier 4, uh, or it was number four. And uh, it had a name that I was quite partial to. And I was like, yeah, I don't know how old Kirk got to run, but it did. Well, I'm, I'm really happy that you've just stepped up there and give it the old early crow because guess what? It's the Caulfield Cup this weekend too. So, seeing as though you are such a master at the Melbourne <laughs> track of Caulfield, okay. give me your tip for that. Now, right, I would um, be amazed if you even know who's running. I, 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 well, no, because I was looking at Everest. <laughs> so <laughs> but on the day, I mean, you know, tune in for Gartner's hot tips. Maybe I'll, I'll tweet them or put them on our Instagram. Then, you know. So are we, are we just going to watch your IGTV? Are you just going to do a live TV feed? Because you're going to be at Randwick, Not I'm sure. Not a bad shout. Yeah, we'll be at Randwick. I'll be with the, the Lion crew. So I'll be in there being uh, footloose and fancy free. And, and so why don't you just jump up on the Sport Project IGTV and then people can tune in and listen to your tips. They can either actually credit you for being a complete genius or silence Sla- you for being for absolutely <laughs> fucking rubbish. Well, yeah, Chris, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a call for the Caulfield Cup. Uh, I'm gonna oh, go oh, with Anthony Van Dyke. Here he comes because it's favourite. No, just because I really like the name, <laughs> no. and his brother's called Dick. Yeah, um, look, look, you, you, you wouldn't be, yeah, you wouldn't be. It's, it's the international horse that's come over. From, it's the O'Brien Stable, so it's uh, favourite for that, and I think it's also favourite going into the Melbourne Cup. If I am not mistaken, but the, the massive wraps on this horse. It's only been over in quarantine, so I'm, I wasn't sure how the track work is going since it's arrived. But yeah, everybody's screaming and raving about it, showing big things in the UK. And uh, fingers crossed it can do it here. Now, very elegant. A uh, friend of mine's part owner well, of like that. The, I like very elegant. Very elegant was yeah, it was super impressive last start. A really ballsy win to get up okay. in the last race. And then you got Master of Wine, Finch, another one which has running multiple Melbourne Cups and will be the get there again this year. Chapada, Brockhurst, Dalsan, Toffee Tongue. Toffee mm. Tongue. I've, yeah, I've, I've a little, um, I've a little soft spot for this horse. <laughs> Not based on the name, just I've, I've actually got a, a soft spot for this horse. I, I really do. <laughs> and then you've got warning going out there, but look, this is, this is our prenoms. This is all in. So there's been no barrier draw for, for the Caulfield Cup as of yet while we're recording this show. So look, big- that could be... Once barriers are drawn, favouritism could be thrown up in the air and, and everything yeah. could happen. The Carlo. big news, though, Mugger 2. Why is that not in Caulfield Cup? Mugger 2 is going to be running the Cox Plate. Yeah, we'll be running, right. the, running the Cox Plate. And now, any news my- on that, considering that we all know the owner? Any news why it would go with... Um, the, co- uh, sorry, just, the Cox Plate rather than Caulfield Cup. Yeah, I, I just tell us, there, tell us now. The stable just thought it was a better option. It was, a, it was, a, it was a, a better field for it to be running in. My no concern, scandal. my concern regarding Mugger Two, and I've spoke to Sonny about this. My concern regarding Mugger Two is what he does is he'll he'll sit back midfield, then he'll switch to the outside and he'll run down, he'll run them down down the home straight. The only concern with that in the Cox Plate is the Cox Plate is run at the Mooney Valley, which is a short bend and a small straight. Um, so he's either going to have to set his run off early on the bend or 
position himself further to the front of the field in order to have a crack at them. Now, I'm not entirely sure he can do that. I really hope he proves me wrong, but I'm not entirely sure it's suited to that kind of track. I think Flemington is uh, much more his goal. And, uh, and of course, when you go up in Sydney, like Rose Hill and Randwick with a longer straight, I, I think I think he's a lot more suited there. But, you know, I've been wrong before. <laughs> it w- wouldn't be a surprise if I was wrong again. No, I don't think you are. <laughs> Yeah. You'd never be wrong, Alan. No, no, it was a mistake. I thought I was wrong, but it was a mistake. Yeah. But yeah, there you go. There's a, there's a wrap-up of what's coming up in uh, in this week's Caulfield Cup and Everest. There's some incredible racing going on. Mm. Uh, and and it's, yeah. it re- it's getting up in that time of the year. It's a really, really exciting time of the year. We are, of course, awaiting Daniel Andrews addressing the nation, addressing the state, sorry, on Sunday as to whether the restrictions will be eased enough to allow functions to start happening, allow events start happening because Melbourne Cup are still, they're still trying to get people through the turnstiles for that. They're, they're trying absolutely everything they can and fingers crossed they succeed because that would just be um, insane to see that without anybody through the gates. It's, it's still quite eerie being at the track. Um, I'm quite lucky I'm working most of the race days at the moment and I mean, they're, they're only allowed so many thousand and to look down and like Saturday was, the weather was amazing. I actually had a... Um, um, spare ticket and I couldn't pay someone to come with me that'll offend you dearly Chris and just to, to not like to watch all these races and these amazing horses and jockeys and hardly anyone there to celebrate it it's quite it's really really quite eerie to see and even yeah. like the, the short fields as well to because apparently um yeah they don't pay third dividends on horses when they're less than eight I learned that on the weekend <laughs> Did it cost you? Oh, on a couple. I just didn't get a payout on a couple. So I would have been walking away with a, a little bit more Yeah, I can gusto. imagine that now. You were yee-hawing all the way away. It didn't say that on my betting app, though. I was like, mm, why wouldn't you say? No point putting a place on it. Just go each way if you're being a sook. Like, if I'm, if I'm doing a shit bet like that, where I'm not taking much risk, at least just give me the heads up that maybe be less of a pussy. Well, I'm, I'm not I'm not quite sure it caters for absolute fucking idiots on betting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm able to use the rest of it. So, like, you know what? We've got this dickhead. Like, we'll get her to pay money into things, and we're not quite going to tell her. We've got another one, everyone. Uh, We've got another one. I'm not quite sure they would do that. I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure if you can set that in your alert system. Can you alert me when there's less than eight runners, please? So I don't. Someone can please just give me a heads up on anything in the future for stuff like that. That would be sensational. Well, it's, it's wonderful you're talking about your tipping because I'm going to ask you for your tipping now because we're moving on to the NRL's time now and it's uh, it's finals football. We Because uh, we gave, offered some predictions last week, which... Um, How'd you guys go? Didn't go too well. Very okay. bad. Considering Sasha isn't here anymore, you know that the Roosters lost because he never turns up when the Roosters <laughs> He's lose. He's always missing when they lose. Yeah. yeah. But apparently he had to go and um, oversee a job in Townsville. Yeah. I call it bullshit, but it, but we called bullshit on him, but then he sent us um, a screenshot of his of his flight item. Of his ticket, yeah. He had to do that this time. <laughs> he was like, was like mm, sure. damn it. Yeah, yeah. You're He's another date, aren't you, man? Telling the truth for once. Yeah, but we've got the NRL finals coming up, guys, and um, I really, really, Really keen because there's there's been a little bit of controversy with the Jennings incident and uh, everything that's happening. Cameron Monsters actually has trained with the Storm and it looks like he's going to be fit to play. The Roosters wow. are out. Um, <laughs> the Rabbits progress. You know, a, a real, real um, gutsy win. So not the Roosters out, but Carlos, lead us. Yeah, well, I just wanted to talk about the Roosters in the Raiders game and then what we'll do is we'll, we'll move on to the next game but just want to get your thoughts on on how you thought the game went uh, for the Roosters and the, Ra- the Raiders um, I, I, I think from the, from the start it looked like a cracking game but was, was it a game too far for the Roosters in regards to the, they are a bit walking wounded and even on the field they were, they were struggling a fair bit probably missing Lindsay Collins as well you know probably on, on, on an unsung hero for, for the Roosters over the, the, the last couple of games Lindsay Collins but I think they missed some go forward and I think the Raiders, again, Josh Papali was just outstanding mm. um, and, and, and no doubt they, that's why he's been accoladed with uh, the best front rower in the game at the moment. What was your thoughts on You know on he's game? good when Carlo uh, specifies the G on the end of outstanding. Outstanding. <laughs> that's when you know he's, he's really been given the nod. There you Made go. It. <laughs> look, I, 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 just think, I, I just think the Roosters look like half a team. The, defensively, they've been incredible. Defensively, they've, they've spoke credibly. You know, they've organised it. They've been phenomenal. They've been actually frightening on their own line. 
the way they can defend on their own line time and time and time again. They've been absolutely phenomenal. But the Raiders just found another gear. And Ricky Stewart said after the game, he said, these boys are more than just a team. He said, they want to play. They're, they're, they're more than just teammates. And it really shown, that, that really shown during that game. I thought the halfbacks for the Roosters were non-existent and we've given them nothing but praise for the whole season. I thought there was non-existent in what they tried to do. I thought mm-hmm. the communication was way off. I thought defensively they was poor. They was being chopped apart at will. And it, But then they shown signs of brilliance again they, you know they made a comeback and you thought oh here we go again it's, it's another Roosters comeback but they just couldn't quite get into top gear and that's what we've found with the Roosters they've either been blow your mind or they've been really average there's not been anywhere in between where you've seen a steady kind of Roosters all season they've either been phenomenal or not that great and uh, and, and and sadly for the Roosters and the fans and, and Sash it was just not that great the other night yeah, yeah I think I think George Williams was uh, kind of pulling the strings there for the Raiders I thought mm. you know he was outstanding again uh, in a big game in his first year of NRL what a massive loss John Bateman will be to the Raiders next year Mm. Uh, but I, I tend to agree with what you're saying there, Chris. I think I think the Roosters just so unlucky as well. Like at 22-18, sorry, um, I think, uh, was it 18-all? Where James Tedesco just falls over, goes for a ball, just slips over. He was outstanding all game, James. I don't, and, I don't uh, think I don't think that was a coincidence. It, it, he'd done that before. It, it, it placed a similar kick, which threw him off guard. And it's the technique and the way that he's kicked the ball in order for it to bounce one way and then cut back inside. Yeah. It, 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 it done that early run in the game. So when that happened, I wasn't quite surprised. I was quite surprised it caught Teddy out. Yeah, me too. He's, 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 a mate, he's, he's one of the best in the game, if, if, not, if not the best fullback in the game. You know, to, to be caught out like that for, from a from a tech, from a tactical kick that was also played earlier on in the game was quite surprising for me. But um, yeah, it's it, it's taking nothing away from Teddy. He's absolutely phenomenal athlete, and look forward to seeing him in State of Origin. But yeah, it was just it was quite bizarre that game. What did you um What did you guys make of? I mean, we, it's all allegations and and whatnot at, at the moment in terms of uh, Jennings with the drug scandal that's now come out. Now, obviously, Asada knocked on his door on Thursday morning, and he's been found. Uh, well, a sample's been found positive for three different um, steroids. Um, I was talking to a really good mate of mine. That's who I went with a beer with last night in um, Brett Stewart. He's just like, I, just, I can't fathom it. He goes, but geez, that's a big play to come out with the message that he did straight after pleading full innocence. Um, mm. It's just, I don't know. It's just, it's not sitting with me. I don't, like, I don't. Well, when, when, whenever, yeah, but, well, that's kind of normal though, isn't it, Renee? When anyone. No, but like, um, normally they might go positive. quiet or, you know, they might like sort of make a comment, but it was a really bold statement that he made, you know, like, I, I would never do that. I would never want my son to, you know, mm. that's that's not a good example for my son, so to speak. I'm sort of speaking quite loosely as to what I remember the comment was. I can bring it up. Um, yeah. But three three steroids in, in the system. It, it's it's going to come to the end of this. And, and, and I don't really want to point a finger on him being guilty or innocent mm. right now because it, it said it, it made that statement with such sincerity that somebody mm. is going to have a lot to answer for at the end of this, whether it's yeah. Asada or whether it's Michael Jennings. Someone's going to have a lot to answer for. Because yeah. if, if it's Asada, they've got it wrong. How do you accuse someone and tarnish somebody's reputation with three kinds of steroids if there's in any way, shape or form that it could be inaccurate? Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Michael Jennings was really quick to react in him yeah. coming out and saying, no, absolutely no way. I'm dead against cheating. I'm dead against anything that happens. My legacy that I'm leaving, the impression that I've got to give to my son, who's I'm his role model, blah, blah, blah. blah. And so, yeah, so I, I'm honestly dumbfounded by it. I'm dumbfounded by it. If, if it is an inaccurate result or a, a positive negative, like we've seen in the COVID world, then fuck, there's going to be a lot for us added to answer for. Yeah. A lot. A lot for both of them to answer for, really. I mean, yeah. depending on which way it swings, like it's, yeah, it's, I just, it's, I just it's a really there, bizarre. I don't want. I don't want to say. Yeah, he did it because I don't know. Yeah, and nobody. But he is in the best form that he's been in about four or five years. So you kind of sit there and and all of a sudden you start validating everything, which is really shit. But that, that's yeah. just the way it is. You're like, oh yeah, that's because now he's hit form. And because I, I, so I was talking to boys, I was like, it's not like he's had a, a major injury, so to think that he would have needed those to do it. But then obviously, you know, you take steroids just to better yourself in in general in 
all realms, not just for injury sort of comeback. But the, oh, the I hope not. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Jennings. Same, same, and I, and and so am I. And I and I don't want to say that he did it, but in the same breath, we would also say there's no smoke without fire. Yeah. But then there's there's a part in my DNA, there's a part in my head that's just not accepting this. That yeah, he, I'm that He's done that, and I'm not quite sure what's making me think or feel that way. There's yeah. no evidence to prove that, but I'm just kind of thinking that the, the, there's no way about it, and I just hope it doesn't come out. Where he turns around and goes, oh well, it was something that the club gave me that I didn't. If it says, if it proves well, that, it, that's can't say that anymore. That's the story now. That, the, the lot, the research I've done on it is, it's the same avenue that James Seguiaro is going down with cross contamination. So um, he's calling the cross contamination card, and I think that's going to be the approach. They've, well, mate, how, they've got, how do you cross contaminate serious, steroids? Like I don't know, I don't know. That's the, that's that's, the part I don't get. Like, how do you? It's not like you've got you know your body science protein powder, and then next to that is a bunch of performance enhancing steroids, and they're like, oh, sorry, we use the same shaker. Like, yeah, there's three strands. Three. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's what I mean. Like, it's, well, well, because who's on them? Either they're cross contaminated. Who's on them to have contaminated with the other stuff? Does that make I've sense? Is that a really vague been comment? Seeing the stories unfold and the journalists are like moving in their seats because they don't want to say too much mm. to be under the pump in regards to saying the wrong thing. So yeah. they're all very, very cautious in what they're saying, but they are saying that they are using the same approach for Michael Jennings as they did, as they are doing for James Seguiaro. So, um, again, and we only know how that's going to pan out. But um, another another crazy one is the Tristan Saylor one, which I know we're oh. all pretty close to Dell um, in regards to knowing fairly well. Um, and again, um, is this another one of guilty before, until proven innocent or is it innocent until proven guilty? You know, uh, apparently there's a lot of stories that have gone out and uh, it doesn't look good for young Tristan, but the, the fact of the matter is he has his day in court, and I think we've got to let that pan out. But mm. I just don't understand how these these up-and-coming players are putting themselves in such such crazy positions. It's mm. just mad. Are they, are they bulletproof or what? I don't know. It's like, but it happens so often, and, and it's almost now... Uh, well, it's definitely now that people are seeing that you're not exempt from any of this. You're not exempt from any charges or accusations or anything like that. So why put yourself in that position? Did they learn fucking nothing from past experiences from other players, from past results from other players being accused of this? Did they learn absolutely nothing? Um, what is it? Is, is it a case of all these uh, are just stupid and, like you said, think they're bulletproof? Or is there a lot of people out there just to get them? And, and, you know, it's been proven that sometimes these have been false accusations uh, and, 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 and none of it has come to light as being truthful or honest. Or, but it's, it's, it's a bit evil if that's the case. Um, look, well, uh, like, 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 you, like you say, the game of rugby league has copped a, a, an absolute fucking hammering, which is a shame because it's really shadowing over the times that this is finals football. And right. no, we're, we're actually watching some incredible rugby league and that will continue this weekend when the Storm mm. play the Raiders and the Panthers play the Bunnies. So to put all the negative aside, what happened yeah, to Tristan talk, Sailor? What happened positive. with Tristan Sailor? Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's take it to the lights. <laughs> let's take it to a positive. We don't mind. like staying in that section very long, do we? We're like, oh, no, no, <laughs> I don't no, know what no. to do with my hands. <laughs> No, I know, I know, because... But, but just, we got Jack... Because like everything else, it comes back if you have an opinion on it. It comes back on you if you have an opinion on it without yeah. any hard yeah, evidence. Yeah. So let's just touch on what is happening, but let's move to the finals for Wait, wait, before I'm we gonna... do, before we do, we, Jack DeBellin uh, will finish his court case in about a couple of months. And that, you know, again, if that goes the way it goes and he is found not guilty, well, I, I think there's going to be... It could potentially be a, a fairly uh, big uh, court case in relation to, back to the to the league on, on why he wasn't playing um, when he was he was proving that he was innocent or stating he was innocent all the way. I'm not a big fan of this stand down. Like we got courts, we've got law. And the fact of the matter is, if you if you're if you're not guilty, whatever happens, but that's your day in court. The fact of the matter is, if you do get if you do get caught guilty, then they throw the book at you. But that's the, that's the chance you got to take. Now Jack DeBellin's been out of the game for two years. And you know, you, you know, you could say of his prime. So therefore, it's a, it's a bit of a difficult one. Anyway, Dark's done. Get out. Get out. <laughs> you sure you're you done? Just, you sure you're yeah. done with your like, look like? You couldn't <laughs> fucking help yourself, could you? You just could not help yourself. No. Huh? No. 
<laughs> See, so if listen, if anybody is watching this video, which uh, I don't know if you can anymore on all of these different avenues that we have, if you are, if you are watching it, if you're not, you will quickly understand that the background of Carlo that is in now is he in a closet? Is not yes, and and I've been telling him to come out of the closet for years and years and years, but he's having none of it, right? And apparently, spare he's room. in the spare room, so he's in the spare room for a reason, which is taking him to this dark side of conversation. Oh, right. she will let you out. You will be fine. I promise you. You know what it is, Chris? Final we just, football. We just, we just had the shed built and all the gears out of here so I can get in here and do my show. <laughs> so, um, we've yeah, we've just moved all the gear back into the shed. So, I'm back in the room. Cool story. Can't yeah, wait in the closet. Anyway, <laughs> we will get there. I promise you we will get to finals football. We've got the Storm, the Raiders. That is on Friday night. Then that goes into the Panthers and the Rabbits on Saturday night. Renee Gartner, queen of the tips. And I said Ooh, okay. tips. Um, I said tips. Okay. <laughs> Who are we going to see in an so NRL grand final? Clarification. I'm finding this run really hard. I think um, I'm really looking forward to both games, to be honest. I think there's going to be some really good footy played. I think the biggest game of the round is going to be the Storm Raiders game. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm finding myself really stretched to make my decision on that one yet. Uh. I would love to see Raiders win. What? Yeah. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on the Ricky bandwagon. Um, I I think I just really hate the Queensland element of Storm and that makes me hate the Storm. I think, I think you've too. always hated the Storm because of the Manly Storm rivalry, so that also makes that. you really dislike yeah, him. And then the, remember the fight with Adam Blair and the Stuart Yeah, well, that's like I said, yeah. I was with Brett last night having a beer and we brought that up. And I was like, yeah. are, you, are you still bitter about that? Like, how does your family feel about that? Because it was, it was obviously Glenn and... Um, uh, Blair that, yeah, yeah. that, that started it before he came in like a spider monkey on the sidelines. He's like, oh, <laughs> it's a... Uh yeah, we don't. We wouldn't catch up for a beer. Put it that way. All right. Yeah. Well, there, well, there you go. Your 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 decision. Okay. So I'm going Storm, and then uh, the following night, I just think South will be too good. I don't. Um. I like again. Penrith are playing amazing. Again, it'll be a great game. I just think the wheels might fall off uh, for Penrith Ooh. on Saturday night. The same way. Like we, I mean, we watched that happen with South a couple of weeks ago. So that there we go. Okay. Uh, Raiders and <laughs> South. Carlos, there you go. You know what? I'm actually tending to agree with you, actually, Renee. Oh. I think, and I'll tell you the reason why. Look at Smithy's face. I think, I think, I think the storm without Cameron Munster is uh, is not good enough to to beat the Raiders. I he's think playing. Raiders, mm. yeah, he's, he's trained today. He'll play. Uh, you, you're not going to keep him. Out I think of it'll that be fifty percent. And I think his game is very physical, and I just don't think he'll have the uh, the uh, the tools to do it. I, I think the Raiders are proven they can they can win and put a very good performance in without Josh Hodgson and I think they, that's galvanised them as a team and doing it for Josh uh, and again on the flip side I think the the Rabbits I love what um, uh, Wayne Bennett said he said we're playing at 70% I can't wait till we play at 100% and, and he said we've not seen our best yet and I think the Panthers they need a resilient side against them um, listen that one's uh, I think that one's a tough one to call but I'm going to go with the, the Rabbits because I think I think they're just hitting form at the right time. All right, here's what I think. I think Here we Renee go. <laughs> I think I think Gats, I think your decisions are clouded based on <laughs> based on previous history between Manly and Melbourne Storm. Carlo, I don't think you've done your research, so you're just following Renee, which I I'm, I will never forgive you for that ever. Love uh, the 20 why. something years well, of Well, let me friendship. have a guess. You're going to go with your Storm buddies. Absolutely, I'm going to go with the Storm. They've been in Fallic uh, all year. And uh, listen, bookmakers don't only get it wrong. It's dollar forty-seven against two dollars seventy-five. If you're going to take the 275 for the Raiders into 275 for the Rabbits, that gives you a decent little nugget. Well, there now, we go. I'm going to put some money on that. I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue the favourite backers. I think it's going to be the Storm Panthers uh, Grand Final. I think as 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 cute as what Wayne Bennett said, I think it's a little bit of Wayne Bennett head games. I think it's he's just trying to get into your head. I think he's been watching Israel Adesanya, you know, and Paolo Costa. I think he's been watching him get inside his head and he thinks, I like the way that works. So I'm going to try the same. The Rabbits, um, if... That is 70% and he can't wait till they play at 100 Um, Why have we waited all this time? Why haven't they been playing at 100% anyway? And why do you think they can all of a sudden turn it on to play Penrith? Who have been defensively mm. one of the best teams you're ever likely to see in the history of the game. They've been absolutely ridiculous. And, mm. and I think the way they have gelled together as a team makes it borderline impossible for me to ever bet against them. And, and even in a Storm Panthers grand final, I would find it very difficult to bet against the Panthers for the team that I barrack for. Yeah. So, so um, you, you're going to be very happy with this. I'm going to totally disagree with everything you two have just said. And uh, I'm, going to, 
That's I'm going to go mate. with the Storm and the Panthers. Well, we'll find out, won't we, next week? You're so chuffed right now. Yeah, I know, are you? Do you see that? And did you, and did you notice, like, I, I've taken my, uh, I've taken ownership of my couch again. So I'm, yeah, I'm, well, because it's I'm been doing a show from now. the couch. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm way more comfortable. Um, but that's that. That gives us a wrap up of the NRL. Now, Renee, I'm glad you you came in late. Carlo and I had a little conversation off camera. The news has broken that Deontay Wilder has failed to activate in time his contract clause to fight Tyson Fury for the third time. So that fight is off, which leaves all paths open to Tyson Fury to fight Anthony Joshua. Yeah, I'm going to say that. That brings that back into the fold. And that brings that back in. Now, um, Eddie, Eddie Hearn said that Tyson Fury will have a fight leading into the Joshua next year, but he will still fight in December. So well, who, who will he fight then? We don't know yet. It just won't be the bronze bomber. What do you think about that? What, what's going on there with Wilder? I don't know. I, 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 I like to ask you these questions while you're so surprised. I like it. I like that. I like yeah, no, that has caught me well off guard. I, but you, like, if you were watching this video with my face just kept getting like more and more excited, my jaw just hit the floor. Um, I, I don't know what your reasons would be to, I mean, he's obviously, I think he was just beaten well convinced last mm. time and you, you kind of run out of excuses, right? But you, you'd want to, I don't know. I just thought he would have wanted it. He was the one calling for the third bite of the cherry, wasn't he? Yep. So yep. That, to have this oh. backflip, I'm, yeah, I'm really lost for work. Yeah, was he doing I'm, that though to save face though? Well, but in order to save face, you've then got to back it up because you've still got to step back into the ring after this. And the yeah. first question that people are going to ask is, why didn't you make it in time? And you know, for me, I'm going to, I actually can't wait for that time to come around because I want to hear the bullshit that falls out of his mouth. And last time it was, I carried a 20 kilo outfit yeah. from the dressing room to my ring, forgetting all the training sessions you've had previously carried in a weighted vest. Yeah. Or, but, uh, anyway, and uh, <laughs> do you know, the excuses that came out of his mouth, I wasn't right and no, this was wrong so yeah. I, I'd be really interested to see um, what happens to Deontay Wilder next but all that stepping aside Tyson Fury will fight Anthony Joshua next year providing both of them come through their fights uh, uh, I think Anthony Joshua fights Puliev first and Tyson Fury will fight God knows who but uh, is that something we're all keen to see yes yeah, yes. I'm also yeah. very keen to the fight that's happening. Is it Saturday or Sunday? Our Saturday. Time? Yeah, Lomachenko. Yeah. But before we move to Lomachenko, I want your prediction. Joshua Fiore, who goes? Who Fury. Wins? I agree. Fury, I think he's just a better fighter. To be honest. Yeah. He's an all-around better fighter, isn't he? Yeah, just yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Now, okay, well, and we've seen that the chin that he's got, Deontay yeah. Wilder can't keep him down. So if you can get mm. up from that, then pff, I'm not quite sure anything can really fault you. I, uh, it'll be a yes, cracking fight go. nonetheless, though. Cracking nonetheless, fight. Nonetheless, yeah. we will be there reporting from ringside. <laughs> we, we actually probably won't. We'll be uh, we'll be at a, at a, at a pub somewhere. Sasha will probably be there because, you know, he goes to all the fights that we can't go to. Or he he'll just buy tickets, tickets to it go. and don't go. <laughs> yeah. But this, this this Saturday, it's going to be an absolute sport in Mecca. We've got the Everest, we've got the Caulfield Cup. Then we go into Teofimo Lopez, finding find the near the legend, which is Lomachenko. What time will that be, Sydney time? I think it's going to be Sunday morning. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're going to have to pull an all-nighter, Renee. So you're going to have and to go again. again. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you threaten me with a good time. Yeah. Uh, so we, we go, we're going to go from the rate the we're going to go like, it's literally the sport in Mecca I'm, I'm, I should probably tell my family don't expect to see me all weekend yeah. lock yourself in that adult room that you've got upstairs it's a different just... kind of room with a swing in it. Um, <laughs> yeah sorry that just meant the good couch room so we go yeah. from the we go from the Storm Raiders on Friday night then we wake up in the morning I do my family time we go for the walk I go to the gym racing starts straight into the Panthers rabbit holes I have a couple of sherbets just to keep myself active and high energy and then that following day comes into the uh, Lomachenko Teofimo Lopez fight so yeah it's an absolute sporting mecca this weekend but who have you got how do you see this panning out um, I'm going to I can't I'm so biased on Lomo I'm Lomo obsessed I'm Lomo <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, agree. I can't go past him. I'm sorry. I agree. He's just too good, too quick, too fast. I'm just so excited to see him fight again. Like he misses every punch, but like as in getting punched by yeah. like a fraction, like a bee's dick, you'd probably call it. But yeah. he just knows. It's just that movement. And he's just like, oh, I saw that coming. So you yeah. yeah. oh, By the way, I'm now behind you. <laughs> yeah. He has a very interesting, yeah. <laughs> he has a very interesting training style. He has, a, he has an incredibly interesting training style, which has, of course, been pushed on him from his father from a very, very early age. He took him out of boxing when 
when he was either six or seven and they made him do Russian ballet dancing and Russian dancing, Russian dancing for five years before he would let him back in the ring which he gives all the credit for his incredible footwork for mm. and his father still works with him uh, and, and still trains him and coaches him and um, yeah if, if you've not seen the insight on how Vasily Lomachenko trains watch it it's very very interesting it's very yeah. very different but then again I suppose that's part of what makes him a very very different fighter but Teofimo yeah. Lopez is no more he's probably he's earned himself a shot at this now the confidence from the Lomachenko camp is enormous he's the the, uh, the the arguments leading into the fight was the packet the person where it all goes and Teofimo Lopez wanted more money and Lomachenko said you know what I'm not confident let's just do a winner takes all so <laughs> winner takes all kind of composition and, and you've got to love the confidence and, and did he agree to that Lopez <laughs> yeah. I was going to say Lopez will be shooting himself in the foot if he does lose and now he gets none of that purse yeah yeah and, and it's kind of well, well you want it all to be about foot. money let's make it about money and you know that's the confidence from um, Vasily Lomachenko we've only seen him drop once which he, he was like he had a spring on his ass cheeks he got straight back up but um, Teofimo Lopez is a, is, is a decent counter puncher also very good reaction time he throws punches from everywhere he's, he's, he's a pretty special young fighter but do we think he's ready for the Matrix just yet? Well I've already made my call what, where do you reckon it's going to land Chris? Like what have you I, got a uh, round pick or? Look I, I think that we're just going to see um, a very traditional Lomachenko and he's just going to beat people till they retire and I, I don't think Teofimo Lopez is any different I think he's yeah. an incredible up and coming fighter he's, he's only early 20s but I, I, I think this is just a, a little bit of a step too soon for him um, yeah. not to say he won't progress to be an incredible fighter I think he will but I think this is just a little bit too much for him I don't think anything can kind of prepare you for this no. for this fight so yeah uh, that's the way I see that go we've Have got you, Mike sorry, Tyson no, Roy Jones Jr that's soon too, yeah. when's that? Uh, I thought it, no oh, November November 26th I thought isn't that when I got moved to? oh did it get moved? I thought oh, I thought it was October the 26th so I thought we had two weekends right, of boxing hang on let, let me just do a quick little search while we're here um, it, no because I might have maybe it was me- was it meant for September and I went to October? <laughs> anyway, who have you got in that, Carlo? It, regardless of when it is, who have you got? Roy Jones Jr., Mike Tyson. <laughs> they kind of Mike fell Tyson. off the radar. I think they kind of advertised that a little bit too quick and they, they got so all the hype hard. going so quick, didn't they? And it's kind of dropped off a little bit now. Yeah, but I think I, I listened to uh, Joe Rogan with Mike Tyson and he said, he went, yeah, like when we all started, it was great. Then we realised that I had to get in real condition to fight. And he said, he said the first, the first hardest, the first hard training session took him a week to get over. <laughs> <laughs> He said, I couldn't get out of bed for like three days. He said, I was struggling. It is November 28th um, in, from California. I think it was champion. Yeah. Okay, well, let's, well, let's totally 51 forget 51 in January. Let's totally forget that fight. Then we'll talk about All that. Right. Uh, um, I'm not sure if we've even brought it up recently. Is everyone dodging Tim Zoo? Yeah. He opened it up and uh, all of a sudden all the Australian boxers who have been calling him out since the Jeff Horn fight all of a sudden went quiet, all except for Brubaker. God, I love his banter on, <laughs> on the social media. <laughs> He's like, I'll go him again. And this time I, I'm going to come in. My coach is going to be fit. I'm going to be fit. There's going to be no sickness in camp. Um, we're ready. If he wants to fight, I'm willing and able to take it. Because I was quite surprised uh, Daniel Lewis, who has called him out in the past and sort of in the lead up, um, he basically knocked it back and said he wasn't ready. Well, I thought Luke Campbell was next on the on the bill. Luke Campbell is fighting uh, Ryan Garcia. King Ryan, Ryan Garcia, Luke Campbell will be fighting. Yeah. Mm. Luke, Luke Campbell, there's still a conversation, but I think the bigger fight for Luke Campbell right now uh, would be Ryan Garcia over in the US but I, I think I think I think it's, it's time for if this is the conversation now between Australian boxers regarding Tim Zoo and fighting Tim Zoo I think it's time for him now to pack up bags and, and head to the UK or head to the US wherever and just like really really secure his name and you know like just cement the fact that he is out of his father's shadow and he is his own fighter and a bloody good one yeah that. but yeah look, I mean that's boxing we've got plenty of boxing going on there's, there's a heap of that happening and coming up soon anybody watch the NBA did you see the Lakers take it out did you see the emphatic win by uh, LeBron James and um, the speech after the game where he was asked the question does, does now does this now solidify you as the GOAT um 
And he said, and we're going to get into a, a little bit of the uniforms that they gave them after the win. Uh, into that because I know I know you like the the uniforms that they get, Renee. But he, I did. I was a big fan. They asked him. They asked him. They said, "Does this solidify you as a goat now with with what you've achieved? You've won four rings at three different clubs. Does this does this just take you over the top?" And he was pretty classy in what he said. You know, he's, he's normally very outspoken with how good he is and the title that he deserves. But he came back and he said, "Look, this is a conversation I have with my mates on the couch at, at, at my place. But I'm not going to give you this. I, I'm not going to talk about this with you guys now. I respect Michael Jordan. I love Michael Jordan. The reason." I, the reason I wear number 23 is because of Michael Jordan. So I'm not going to sit here now and tell you that I'm better than him or he's better than me or, or whatever else. And I thought that was mm. from someone that looked like he was um, slightly intoxicated during the press conference. <laughs> I thought I thought that was quite a uh, that, that, that was quite a good answer. What do you think? Yeah, I totally agree. While well, he was uh, smoking his uh, big giant cigar at the same time, I'm like, oh, mate, that's epic. Imagine if like an NRL player did that after a grandfather just sat there and just knocked back a cigar and was blind that it'd be it'd be, it'd be hell <laughs> it wouldn't be it wouldn't, wouldn't be uh, taken in such light gesture like oh, that hell was, would it? so Carl, no. what, what, what do you think who is the GOAT uh, are we still talking oh. about Larry Bird are we still talking Magic Johnson is it Michael Jordan is it LeBron nah, James well, has he I'm, on the right I, well do you know what though what he's done is amazing but there'll always be one MJ won't there and there'll only be one 23 and Michael Jordan always in my mind is uh, head and shoulders above everyone even though LeBron is still going on uh, the, the argument will always be one I think uh, that Michael Jordan did uh, he was the trailblazer that trailblazer um, and, and set, the, set the world alight so I, for me it's always MJ I, I think regardless of um, whoever was the best I think the LA Lakers came together and uh, of course they w- really wanted to win this to remember Kobe Bryant and give him just a wonderful send off that he yeah, that, and, and, and they all came out and they said we hope he was proud of us we hope his wife was proud of us and no we did it for him so I, I thought that was another beautiful gesture yeah I agree totally totally I think um, you know it be, it'd be interesting now to see how the season pans out obviously with everything that's going on over over in the US uh, for next year you know are they going to go back to their original grounds are they going to all go back to Disneyland again and Mm-hmm. and play the season so it's um, again an- another sport to it to consider over in the count being impacted by COVID well they, they completed the rest of the NBA season without a single outbreak of coronavirus not one so wow. people, are talk- people are talking now the NBA should probably just rule the rest of the world <laughs> <laughs> just teach them how it's done just get Volandis in there as well and <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could have the NBA finals on the Gold Coast, like everything else. That'd be there you go. Wonderful. What, what, did, um, speaking of COVID breaches, has anyone said, I mean, I don't know if you guys had spoken about AFL before I got in here. Did you see the headline? Um, I think it was for Jesse Hogan no. from the Dockets. No. So he'd obviously come back and once they came out of camp, they were also meant to stay um, locked up for two weeks in self-isolation. <laughs> the headline reads, hadn't been with a woman in months, Jesse Hogan fined for a COVID breach. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to get fined for a breach, it might as well be a breach like that. Yeah, he's fined $8,000 for breaching WA quarantine's rules after returning to Perth following the end of his uh, <laughs> end of the side <laughs> season. Uh, he pleaded guilty. Uh, his lawyer said it was a lapse in judgment brought on by the fact he hadn't been with any females in months. F- females, uh, plural. Was there more than one? Oh, the poor sod. I know. Oh, mate. And then there's oh, obviously look. like the uh, viral video, which our little mate Daisy Duke down in uh, Melbourne did a retaliation for of one of the wags um, complaining about the team's party. I haven't seen that. that that's oh, going to be first time I've to look at. Favour the wag slams selfish dogs and it's literally a tirade selfie of her whinging because the other teams were out. Um, her partner's team was still in. I think her partner is not also even in the first grade side. Um <laughs> <laughs> and because, like, I woke up and I was like, see, I'm watching the stories on Instagram. There's this weird one of Daisy um, doing the exact same thing, but I wasn't aware of the other one at the time. And he's like, yeah, they're just so noisy out here. I'm just in a hotel trying to sleep and they're just out there partying. I was like, please, you haven't gone to bed yet. <laughs> like, because now it's in retaliation to this chick because her, her boyfriend doesn't even play first grade and she was whinging and it got went viral. <laughs> Like the poor blokes have been locked up for months, and yeah, they got they got knocked out, but they're just letting some. St- <laughs> She's blowing up the luck. She's really got a bit of loving. I can't yeah. follow him. 
Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but no, thank well, you, AFL, for being the gift that keeps on giving. I just wanted to share that with you. That's, we have got the AFL. I mean, Geelong were emphatic winners over Collingwood. So that takes us into the finals three here for the AFL. And look, we've got, um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Geelong and Port. Am I right? Uh, uh, yeah, we have uh, uh, Port, Richmond, no, Port and Richmond um, and then Brisbane uh, against the Geelong. Lions. Brisbane Lions in July. That's right. That's right. All right. Before we wrap up this um, season 20, episode 20 of the Sport Project Podcast. Oh, God. This which was always going to go pear-shaped. On Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook and Sasha's MySpace page, which is still open and available to all. Um, who have we got? Give, give us a grand final winner. Come on. For AFL? Yeah. Uh, well, come on. We, we, we've tipped everything else. I want to go Brisbane. Yeah. Cause it's at home. Brisbane at home at Brisbane. Do it for the police. Do it. Yeah, look, I'm nodding in agreement with that one. Brisbane at home. I think that could unsettle you. <laughs> I know nothing about AFL. <laughs> well, listen, I'm still living in lockdown in Melbourne, so I'm going to go with Richmond. Uh, okay. I think I, I got the Tigers and and um, just to be argumentative. But guys yeah. and girls, that is it for another show. Unless Renee, you chimed in late. Have you anything that you would like to uh, pitch in before we close? No, oh, um, I listened to a great podcast on the way home from Cranella tonight. If you haven't already done yourself a favour with project. Um, what was yeah the sport project, of course that's number one. Yeah. Um, the Howie Games interview with Mark Philippoussis. There's an A and B interview, so they're both about an hour long. Um, it's but it's a really cool insight um, from him becoming a tennis player from the age 11 um, up until sort of becoming the echidna on the mass Singer. He talks about uh, like the greatest story that was on there and I'll just share it really quickly is his obsession with cars and he owned a uh, a convertible Hummer um, and decided to grab his agent because he wanted to go uh, drive for two hours away to pick up. Um, he wanted to go buy a new car. He was over the Hummer and it was either going to be a Dodge or, and I can't remember the other one, but they were both on opposite sides of the street and they'd just come off a shipment. So they were brand new in the showroom and he's like, let's drive, let's go get them. Anyway, he's driving in there and um, where he was, it was very humid, very wet. Uh, you know, it's raining, then it's not, then it's raining, it's not. He's driving and uh, a car pulls out in front of him, which was fine. And he sees a lane next to him um, and he's just like, oh, well, I'm just going to jam down that lane. Little did he know that there was a, a truck which was stopped in that lane. So he's jammed on the brakes and he's like, this is a military grade uh, car and it's huge and it's heavy and it doesn't have like the, the nice braking systems of the cars that he's about to go and look at. It's locked on at the speed that they were driving on. They're on the highway. It's locked into brakes, jammed. They've spun 180 degrees. This is still why he's playing tennis, by the way. I think he was around 22 when this happened. Um, it is spun and full 180 degrees hit the giant concrete platform, which is in the middle. And he reckons it's about like five foot high by four foot wide. The Hummer has hit it so hard. It's actually split this concrete barrier in half. And the tires of the Hummer have made it bounce back off and bounce straight back into oncoming traffic and cars have literally swerved around it. He goes, you know, we were a bit battered and bruised and a bit banged up. And my mate was just like, that's it. We're, we're getting a cab and we're going home. They're half an hour away from this new, um, the place where they're going. He's like, no, well, I don't have a car now, so I have to go. And they're like, we're just going to catch a cab home. You're, like, you're not, you're not driving. We'll just order a car. And he's like, no, nope, we're going to go there and um, work out whether, you know, like they can do us a deal. So he gets there and basically goes from one side to the road to the other. He goes, how quick can you turn this around? Whoever can turn the car around detailed in front of me to drive away, that's who I'm going to buy. It would have been about a $75,000 car. He put on his Amex, so I think it was the Dodge that won. Drove it back home and sold it 48 hours later because he didn't like it. <laughs> Oh, what did he do? Part X the Hummer. What was that? <laughs> did he part exchange the Hummer? Yeah, I think he was just like, yeah. He had to get this big truck and the truck had to lift it up off the highway and like transport it because obviously it was so huge, but it wasn't going to be driving anywhere. But it was a great podcast and it sort of just showed a different side of him. Like we, you know, we see the, the scarred, we've, you know, we've watched him grow up. He was one of our great Australian athletes on the tennis courts and just hearing how he, you know, he dealt with the pressures and everything along those lines and that. So that's my hot tip for another little podcast. I know we always give Netflix chips or whatever. That's that's mine get involved in your podcast see that's how the other half live you know you write one car off and go and buy another one i drop an ice cream i'm still i still don't go and buy another one you know what i mean and that's just an ice cream but there, there you go that's how the other half live but ladies and gents thank you so much for listening renee thank you so much carlo thank you again for your input that was season 20 uh episode 20 oh sorry season two of the sport project podcast get around it have a listen it's on itunes it's on apple tv it's on everything it's on my <laughs> it's on instagram it's, it's on facebook it's on Twitter.
Twitter. Uh, it's, it's probably on it's Tinder. Probably, <laughs> probably on, it's probably on Tinder. Yes. But guys, thank you so much for listening. Look after yourself and we'll see you at the Everest. See you next Tuesday. Yeah.